How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles podcast. I'm your host, as always, Christopher Martinez. And in this episode, I sit down and talk with Ashley Kerlock. She is a professional mountain bike rider from Cortez, Colorado. And um, what's really interesting about Ashley is that she has not been mountain biking very long. In my opinion, five years isn't very long. And But in the one more interesting thing is in recent years, she has just made huge strides on the bike. I think she's made a lot of progress as far as just overall performance on the bike, her career. So really stoked to see where she goes. But you'll tell by her personality, she's not really worried about where her riding career goes. Just She's just super stoked on life. She has a lot of energy and uh, she just naturally has that ability to turn a bad situation good. So it was really fun sitting down and getting to talk to her. Anyway, we cover a few things we talked about her race coming up on the colorado trail we talk about a hundred mile road race she puts on every year in her community of cortez colorado to help raise money for patients who are dealing with cancer treatments something super near and dear to her heart she uh you'll hear in this podcast how passionate she is about it that was really cool to hear we talk a little bit about women in the sport of mountain biking so that again i learned a lot there that was you'll hear in this episode man i just uh something i never really thought about in the past but i think going forward because of the conversation you had how she broke it down with me it uh, probably something i'll be a little more conscious of going forward also one of her main sponsors is the amy d foundation that was fun to learn more about but yeah that's about it and we talked some crashes and just little little other things but i hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as i did uh, one thing I'm going to put in the link in the description because it wasn't something that we were able to get into is her blog. Um, Ashley writes a really good blog and I was, I was telling her about it while we were talking, um, but we weren't recording and I just told her how, how well she is at writing that. And I enjoyed reading her blog and, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it as well, but I'll, I'll put a link to that in the description so you guys go in there and check it out. But pretty cool. That's her way of sharing her racing experiences and, uh, how she deals with with a lot of the setbacks in her racing and uh, the good times and the bad. So really good blog to read. If you guys enjoy reading, check that out. Um, other than that, uh, we'll just get into the, get into the podcast. It's a, it's a good one. So just want to thank Ashley again for sitting down and doing this and hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. probably should have <laughs> following you on instagram and stuff you're so positive and that's what like really drew my attention to you i'm like i gotta interview her because she's so stoked on bikes all the time <laughs> that it's hard to not you know want to want to talk to you but uh i probably should have drank a little more caffeine to try to keep up with you you got a lot of energy <laughs> i have um epic energy yeah it's i always say that my spirit animal is my english pointer who, you know, you saw her out in the yard. She'll yeah. just like go and go and go and go and go and go and go. Um, I've been that way since I was a child. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we'll start out on how you got into bikes because that's what I'm curious about. I guess that's what we're all curious about is how bikes change our lives and obviously it's changed yours. You've, you, got, you get so involved with your community and everything you do seems to revolve somewhat around bikes and that's, you know. That's cool how it's made such a big impact on your life and you do things for your community and you're just day in and day out is your bike. 
It's, so yeah. ha, have you always rode bikes since you were a kid or when did this start and how did you get introduced to it? Um, I actually jumped on a mountain bike for the first time five years ago in nice. October, November. Um, I was a competitive runner, very competitive, N not like I ride. I, I definitely couldn't race professionally, um, with running, but I ran basically six to seven days a week at some point, 70 miles a week, like tons of running. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's that energy. Yeah. You know, I have to put it somewhere. And I think that I meditate while I'm moving, you know, I get into that flow state and what ended up happening is when we moved to Colorado, my husband had been pestering me for quite some time to get on a mountain bike. And I was like, oh, oh, no, those are for fat people. <laughs> this is the runner talking. Okay. Uh -huh. And um, <laughs> so one day, finally, I'm like, fine. Okay, I'll get on a mountain bike. So we go to Cocopelli. We had been living here just a couple of months. We've only been here about five years. And I rent this um, orange... It was a Santa Cruz, um, I think it was a 5010. No, 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 it was a, oh God, maybe it was a 5010. Um, and I go riding with him and it takes about 30 minutes and I'm, I'm staying with him. I'm, you know, having so much fun and I stop and I look at him and I say this is what I'm supposed to do with my life that's insane oh yeah and he goes oh my god this is the most expensive mistake I've ever made <laughs> sure enough we buy that bike from the um from the shop and it was a rental and I start I start riding and it just I don't know. It, it just changed my world in, in a sense of there's something about being on a bike that is freedom. Yeah. And it brings so much joy, like the wind against your face. Um, and also for a woman, it, it brings a lot of confidence okay. to be able to, to do some technical stuff. Like, I'll never forget the first time that, you know, I made my first little drop or my first little step up, you know, and working on track stands or whatever it could be, just gaining that confidence. Because I grew up in the South. I'm from Southeast Texas. Okay. And girls are not as encouraged to do these things. My brother was on BMX bike and doing all kinds of stuff like that. I wasn't. Huh. And to... I don't, I, there's just something about a bike. It just yeah. is freedom and positivity. So it did, it, it changed my world. And I would never think that there would have been a year that I didn't go running. And yeah. Where'd you guys, uh, where was your first ride on that? Oh, Bill's remember? World. Bill's World. Oh, I remember. First time I hit that rib cage. I think when I told him that this is what I was supposed to do with my life was after I did the rib cage. And now I wrecked at the end in front of like 10 people. And I stood up and I said, I'm okay, you know, but I still, I don't know. I got the first wreck out of the way and I was like, this is it. Did you ride with clip, were you clipped in or flat pedals? Flat pedals. Nice. Yep. Yep. I immediately went, cause I had done, when we lived in Phoenix, oh, years ago, 
um, I had done a little bit of road riding and I had clipped in. Um, I was definitely not serious, but um, I immediately, it was, it was probably a few, maybe a month or two. And then I, I started to clip in. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole another learning experience, huh? Clipping in. Yeah. There's a lot of scars on my arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool. Uh, I forgot what I was going to ask you. That, uh, And then it's just been a learning process since then, huh? It's just, it has you know, been. Just keep building on top of it. It has been, yeah. Um, I'm a little bit of a type A person. So, you know, if there's really something that I want, I'll go for it. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll go for it until I, at least in my perception, have gained it. And mm. I'm definitely not there. Yeah. 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 Um, I was going to ask you, did you, uh, feel out of shape at all? I mean, when your first mountain bike ride, how was it difficult or like just working the different muscles? Your, was your cardio different? Were you dying on just, uh, the reason I ask is I know a lot of people start mountain biking, myself included, mm-hmm. uh, eight mile loop was super hard or was the fitness fairly, fairly there? Were you able to kind of, um, the fitness was kind of there. I think nice. it was because of the running and I was an endurance runner, so I'd go out for hours. You know, so I think that the, my, my cardio has always been basically my strong suit. And um, after that, it's that technique that I'm having to really work on. And I still need to work on the cardio for sure. But um, I was immediately able to keep up with other cyclists. Nice. Yeah. I mean, maybe not pros or anything like that, but yeah. The... definitely amateur type just fun mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. that's pretty cool it's pretty cool to hear this the uh you just had a knack for it i think so i yeah maybe uh, uh, just blessed i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah what i find so interesting is that you haven't been doing it very long and i i'm not super into xc and i don't know a whole lot about it but you're pretty good i'm I mean, not you don't have to brag about yourself or anything but how 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 good are you to what are your goals i guess where does the future look like to you what are you what are you shooting for i mean you you're living the dream like you you're on the right track to the sky's the limit for you it seems like you're really figuring out a lot of things like like you said the technical the technical skills you still have a long ways to work but where are you headed with this thing just day by day taking it i you know that's a good question i this this year has been my first year racing full pro, you know, pro and it's in a sense of I've got help and sponsors. Um, and I'm competing against some of the best in the nation in Nate world at some races. Um, the whiskey 50 and a killing that showed up, you know, yeah. <laughs> she killed me by like over an hour. It was great. Um, <laughs> so I've tried I've tried to to work and to race at that high level this year, and I'm definitely not in the top of the pro. Um, I'm mid bottom, upper bottom, uh-huh. <laughs> which I'm proud of. At least that. Um, I have a tendency to do very well in the well fat biking, of course. For some reason, I mentioned that earlier to you i fat bike worlds you know i won that and beat amy beisel who's a 
absolutely phenomenal athlete, kills me on the dirt, you know, mountain. She's the marathon national champion, um, second at Nats. But I also do really, really well in ultra endurance, 24 hour, 12 hour races. Um, I think it's cause I'm just happy to be out there all that day. You know, nobody has to tell me to stop. I can just keep riding. I love it. Um, so as in, as it is to answer the question of where am I going, I'm still deciding, you know, I'm going to still keep doing these shorter events, the well short for me, 50 mile, the Epic rides. Um, I might next year, I'll probably go for more USAC, but the marathon national or the, you know, those, those type of events. But in a couple of weeks on the July, on July 29th, I leave to race the Colorado trail, which is a bike pack race. Um, and so I'm, I'm also really investigating some of those longer events and more of the adventure side to it. Uh, because I've done so well in this ultra endurance and I, I, I'm really interested to see how I'm going to do in this event. And I have been preparing 24 seven for this Colorado trail race, both in, you know, bike packing on by myself, going out and camping alone. I've got my tarp and I'm working on my knots. I'm setting up my system. I'm taking it down. I'm um, riding with a chamois, without a chamois, you know, heavy gear, whatever it takes to make sure that I'm ready for what I'm going to put myself through. And that I think is going to be an interesting, um, an interesting adventure. Like, let's see where it takes me. That, that'd be a hard thing to be passionate about. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Uh, and yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. You sound like you're very mentally strong. That, that's got to take an extreme amount of mental you, you can't break down mentally right i mean no of course and uh, granted yeah. <laughs> granted the other races too the all these uh whiskey opera all the off-road uh, mm -hmm. what do they call that series where it's uh, the epic rides epic ride mm -hmm. series that's a mental game but you can train to have the threshold to push for that 50 miles i mean right I mean, right you, you're it, talking three to five hours there's some guys uh, probably you, you too. I, I don't know, but can sprint that fifty miles. Right? Oh, for sure. I mean, oh, for sure. So, mentally, yeah, you got to be super strong. But what you're talking about, Colorado Trail, some serious stuff can happen. Oh Whether, yeah, oh, lightning. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a whole nother world. Oh man, it's gonna be a whole nother world. Um, and that's a race. It's a race, and I'm going for it. And how popular is this race? I don't. I'm. I'm so. It's mostly men. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I'll be lucky to be one of three women. So it's a, it's definitely a, it's a man's world out there. Um, and that's kind of my other reason for wanting to do it because I believe that as women, we can do just as good. Oh, hundred percent. You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't. And I, I, and, and also to have no fear to get out there as a woman and to, to, to train yourself, your mind and your body and your skills to compete and to complete that's an to complete it is a is a task in its own you know i'm not the so the record i think for denver to durango which is the way we're going in this particular route that we're using is like eight days and something but the record for the colorado trail proper for women is five days and 16 hours or something like that i'm not necessarily saying that i'm gonna go for the record i'm going to finish this year now, if I happen to do it in less than five days, I do it in less than five days. It takes me 10. It takes me 10. Exactly. But you're right on the 
the mental aspect of this is going to be out of this world. I'm going to get to places that basically if there's something that emotionally or cognitively that I need to work on, if it's not solved by the time I get to the Colorado Trail, it will come up. You'll know. It will come up. And I know that. And I know that because I've done those 24-hour races before, like 24 hours of Old Pueblo this last year. Um, I didn't advertise this too much on my blog, but I had a cold. I felt like dookie. Let me, uh, before you go into this, I want to make sure I get it straight because I'm not sure what a 24-hour race is. Ah. You ride a bike for 24 hours? I go 24 hours. So... Basically, on a 24-hour or 12-hour... You, you keep pedaling them. You're on the bicycle for 24 hours straight. Uh-huh. Except for... So, it's typically on, like, a lapped course, like a 16-mile okay. loop. So, you do, like, 500 laps. So, no. Or, I mean, whatever. No, whatever. Totally, totally. So, what what I do... So, some people would do a lap, and they sit, and they rest, and they eat, or whatever, and then they'll go and they'll oh, do another okay. lap, and they'll sit in the run, you know, with their aid station... I try to limit my time, my rest time, to about five minutes. How do, how do you win this? You keep moving. So what? How do you place? What? 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 Whoever gets the most laps. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, okay. Yep. And last year, Caitlin Boyle got the most any woman has ever gotten at twenty-four hours of Old Pueblo, and she did it 18, 18 laps. It's amazing. That's like three hundred miles or something. I did sixteen. It was wow. 200 and, I don't remember, 200 and something miles. Mm-hmm. I got third. Oh, my goodness. Um, and that was my, I think my second, that was my third 24-hour race. Yeah. And I, I mean, I had a great time. I had a cold, though. And okay. there's where the mental aspect comes in. I felt like dookie. But I had all these people who were, who were there for me. Yeah. You know, who were cheering me on. And I, you know, that's. That's why I do it sometimes is, yeah. you know. What, what kind of cold? What were your symptoms? I mean. Um, sore throat, runny nose, where it started bleeding at one point. It was kind of gross. Um, you know, like kind of like a little bit of a chill, those chill yeah. feeling, you know, when you just kind of feel like a little bit of a malaise, um, headache, just a cold, just a, just a common cold. I don't know. Eh. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're tougher than I am. I don't know yeah. how. Uh, uh, that's that's crazy. It's a whole other round for me. I'm I'm 20 miles on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you can go downhill really fast and uh, probably teach me a whole <laughs> lot about some of my steezy skills. Yeah, try and work could, on them. Maybe we could work on that sometime. <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna ask you about Amy D. How did this is something you advertise a lot? You're very mm-hmm. proud of. And what is that, and how did it come up? How, how... So the Amy D Foundation, um, it is also about five years old. Um, Amy Dombrowski was, I, and I think I'm pronouncing the last name right. I asked the brother how to pronounce it, and he kind of, eh, that's about it. But Amy was a professional, mostly cyclocross. She also raced road. And it's a mountain bike racing, and she was killed in Belgium October of 2013. Um, training in Belgium, hit by a car, and the cycling community really um, came together over that and ended up giving her brother Dan um, money 
And he, he took that money and started the Amy D foundation and what the foundation, you know, not only does it basically Amy's legacy is now is, is living on through this foundation, her love for cycling, her love for life and people. And she was known, um, always smiling. At least this is what they tell me. I didn't know her, but the foundation gives opportunities to young women like myself who are new to cycling, um, who are not quite professional yet, but might be on the verge of moving towards professional cycling. Um, it, it's an education program. You know, I've learned a lot. Um, they, they, we have, we have some great sponsors, Pearl Zumi, Laser Helmet, you know, Scott, um, in the mountain bike realm, I have Stan Snow Tubes and Max's Tires, but, um, they started with a cyclocross program where they would, um, sponsor a young woman in cyclocross and the program continued to where now they have composite road teams where girls can come in as guest riders and ride under the Amy D name. And then they have, um, myself, which I'm their first pro mountain biker. And it came about for me through, um, I guess it was two years ago when I, I won 12 hours of Mesa Verde solo and one of the local cyclists from here, Michael Engelman is his name, um, has done a lot for women's cycling. And he approached me and said, you know, kind of, Hey, would you be interested in maybe racing for this Amy D foundation? And of course I had no idea who anybody was or who the Amy D foundation was. Cause I had only been writing for a couple of years and I did some research and realized that the Amy D foundation, their mission statement, you know, states that uh, women's equality is in there, but also just, um, helping young women pursue lofty goals and big dreams through cycling, which is so beautiful to me. I said, sure. He said, well, would you like to do this Breck Epic thing? And I'm like, the Breck Epic, that sounds epic. Done right up my alley, you know? So it's a six day stage race in Breckenridge. So they actually sponsored me last year for that one race. And, um, I, had a sinus infection and was on this antibiotic and I ended up being like epically sick and puking on the side of the, of the course. I'll never forget that. But once again, you know, it was a learning experience. And, um, afterwards I had contacted the executive director, Des, um, Simon is her name. And then Dan, which is, you know, Amy's brother. And I said, I would love to do, you know, 24 hours of a Pueblo in your Jersey because you gave me this opportunity for the Breck Epic and Des um, replies back and she says, we just want to sponsor you for the whole year. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so I'm, I am very proud to represent them. I think yeah. um, it stands for so many good, good things. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Long story short, but <laughs> I, I don't know how to bring this up or how to talk about it because I've never, honestly never thought about it, but I've heard you bring it up a couple of times so far is women's equality or being a woman or mm -hmm. how women can be just as strong on a bike. Cause I, I, uh, is, is there, I don't understand. I, I've never thought about this. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of the first time for me to have a conversation about this. Uh, so it's kind of pretty cool. I'm glad that I never thought about it. I'm like, is there go, women's equality? So I didn't, so did, yeah. I guess to say I didn't come into this podcast saying I want to interview a woman to uh -huh. see what her take is on a on the I just want to interview because you're so crazy vibrant and I love following you on social media because yeah. you're always positive you're always grateful you always turn a bad situation around 
Yeah. Uh, so whether you're a guy or a girl, I want I want to interview you. Oh, well, thank you. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, what I was trying to say is that I never thought about it from a woman's standpoint. What is, is there? So I, in mountain biking, not as much. Okay. Um, a, a lot of times, you know, there is equal payout okay. for women. It, it Epic Rides is a great example. Um, if the f- man makes winning man makes $5,000, the woman's going to have a check for $5,000. And, and that really means a lot. Like I, I, I appreciate Epic rides has done so much for the mountain biking community. Um, they're, they're amazing. However, a lot of times in the road community, uh, not so much. So I have, um, a friend who's a pro road cyclist and her, her boyfriend probably makes at least you know, at least a third to double of what she will make. Wow. Um, and, and, and there, you know, another, she won a huge race. Um, it was a day classic that she won and her, her pay was nothing compared to what a man would get. And, you know, at the same time, I understand, um, that you men are faster sometimes you know, and, and it is, it does, it can be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, look at downhill, um, you know, the, the, the difference between the times of a man and a woman could be different. But I, I also submit that, you know, women, well, Hey, we look way better in spandex, but <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, but, um, there are some discrepancies there and I, I, I've, I haven't been in the cycling world long, but you do see it. And, <laughs> you see you see what exactly i mean uh, just um i hope i'm not putting you on the spot <laughs> no you're not no it's totally fine okay. well i mean you see you you see the the pay discrepancies oh okay you know that the man the man does get paid more um and i, I you know it's a, like it's a, sometimes i i can understand that the sponsors are going to pay where they get the advertisement and so you know, I mean, take obviously like the Tour de France. I mean, obviously that's going to get a lot of advertisement. So th- I understand that too. You know, I don't want to say that, oh, poor women. But I just, I think that, I don't know. I'm all for women getting out of their comfort zone. And I want to encourage other women to get out on bikes. I think that that's probably more of my passion. It's not so much of a... Um, oh, you know, we're not getting as much as men because a lot of times we are, but it's more that at least if, of my generation of girls, um, I'm, I'm 35 that we were not raised to get out and dick around on bikes. Right. And it took me forever. I'm still learning to wheelie. Like I can wheelie, but not, I can't ride a manual yet. You know, like I'm having to work really hard to do those things because I wasn't, I wasn't encouraged to do it. And now I see these programs like little Bella's that Amy D foundation works with and they're getting young women out on bikes. That's what I want to see more of. That's what I'm encouraging for women is that, we can get out there and and have fun and have the freedom that comes with the sport and the culture and the community of cycling it doesn't you know you don't have to be a racer it doesn't matter who you are but if you if you're just you know a mom who wants to grab an e-bike and put put her kids on the back and like ride some big hills 
go for it. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it doesn't, I think that that's more, when I think about women's equality, I want to just encourage other girls to get out there and have fun on bikes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell by just looking at you that you don't go out there just to get the attention because I'm looking at you and you, you take quite an ass kicking. Your shins are just <laughs> your, your arms are like full of scars. I know. <laughs> it's so true <laughs> so, it's rad though it's yeah, cool i mean you know, <laughs> it, it isn't you're not afraid to get i'm no i'm not gonna learn unless i do it do you do you think maybe this is a little too too far out there and maybe it's not true but you can probably answer this for me do you think that there is girls out there that do try to do it for attention just to try to look pretty do you come across that or you don't see that much amount like oh that? of course i see it do you oh for sure okay. um it drives me crazy whenever I see, yeah, you, you hit a spot here. When I see like a woman on, um, you know, social media who's has her jersey zipped way down and is trying to show the, the body more than the fact that she can actually get out there and ride hard. That might bother me a little bit. I mean, however, you know, I'm glad that she's out on the bike. Go for it, girl. And if you got it and you want to, you know, flaunt it, whatever, that's a personal thing. It's not my way, you know, but but like... I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually feel as, you know, as in terms of like, oh, when am I beautiful? Man, I feel the best after a, I've worked hard. I'm sweaty or muddy or heck yeah. If I'm, even if I'm bloody shin, I'm, at least I tried, you know, at least I, at least I went for that drop. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm learning something and, and I'm all about getting out of the comfort zone, you know? And I mean, some, I have, you know, I have a friend that I met that she makes a lot of money on her social media and put some pictures up, you know, in sports bras and that kind of, that's fine. You know, that's fine. You know, she's at least in shape and she's get she's getting other people to exercise and to get outside done. Exactly. Whatever way you do it, that's fine. It's not my way, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty, uh, I, I guess I just because I, I don't even know how to look at it. And so I'm glad I was able yeah. to have the opportunity to ask you that because I'm not, it may be different for single people. Maybe I don't know. Sure. I, I don't know if there's guys out there. I've kind of heard stories of guys that will like whistle at girls or, uh -huh. you know, I, I would imagine if I was a chick, I'd be pretty annoyed with that. But yeah, I don't know. That, I that's just <laughs> life, I guess. I mean, you just got to deal with that. I probably, I probably look at me like, all right, well, come ride with me then. <laughs> let's see. Let's see how you do. <laughs> Although most of them, some of them would probably kill me, but I'd at least try. <laughs> how funny. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you, I don't, I don't know how, how you're involved in this, but there's a local road race, a hundred mile road race. No. Oh. Ride of the Ancients or what do they call it? Yeah. I'm actually the one that puts it on. Okay. Yep. I was I was thinking that, but I wasn't yep. sure. Yep. Tell tell me about that. How did you get involved in putting on a road race? Did you create this, or did you take it over? Yeah, yeah, kind kind of. I would say. Um, this takes a lot of leadership, and it takes a yeah. lot of courage. It takes a lot of work. So, when we first moved here, um, I ended up. I was volunteering like at the homeless shelter. I was at the Anasazi Heritage Center. And I also um, volunteered at the uh, hospital 
but not as a hospital volunteer. I'm, I sit on a board of directors through something called the Southwest Memorial Foundation. And I went to their first meeting and I was just kind of checking them out. And they said that they had done um, like ride for the cause or what the cancer care stuff. I forgot what that relay for life. That's it. Relay for life. But they weren't seeing the money stay here in this community because Cortez is, a, is somewhat of a poor community. Okay. Um, and when people get sick, specifically when they get sick and get cancer, uh, it's more than just the medical cost. It's having to drive to Durango or Denver or Farmington for your care, staying in hotel rooms, getting childcare. You can't work. You can't eat. I mean, there's so, there's so much to it. That's more than just that care um, of the chemo and seeing the doctors. And it's a bit of a passion of mine because my mother-in-law passed away of cancer about five years ago in August. And I loved that woman. Um, She was just a phenomenal person. And I saw the cost, you know, that it, that, that it took. And then I had an aunt that I, I loved who also passed away of breast cancer and I saw the cost and it just, it bothered me. And the other thing, when we moved here in a lot of the gas stations, I saw all these little tins and a, a woman's picture on it and her children. And she's asking for money at the gas station because she can't afford childcare because she has cancer. Yeah. And I was like, I looked at my husband and I said, this is, like, this just sucks. Like, this yeah. is not how it should be. And so what the Southwest Memorial Foundation does is they give $1,000 grant assistantship to cancer care patients. And that $1,000 goes to those extra costs. Yeah. Hotel rooms, gas money, child care, whatever it may be. Yeah. Uh, paying the bills of your house because you can't work anymore. Okay? Um and I stood up in the meeting and I said, well, you know, this, I heard about this 12 hours of Mesa Verde and they're making tons of money for yeah. the um, child advocacy center. What if we did a, something like, you know, a bicycle race? I just started riding bikes. Okay. You're the director. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I kind of sat on it for about a year and, and interviewed people and thought about it. And then the inaugural year was um, four years ago and it, it went out well. We go around Hoven. We, we go through McElmo Canyon with lots of escorts, of course, because that, that road kind of scares me. Um, through McElmo Canyon, around Hoven Weep, and back down. And it's about 100 miles. Um, people can do it solo, or they can team up and do a, only a leg if they want, or if they want to come and ride it together. I don't care. Um, yeah, so I started Ride of the Ancients, and uh, it's gone well. Last year, we had more people, and I was actually able to, I mean, I made 5,000 bucks, you know, it's not a lot of money, but that's still five people. That's, that's a lot of money. Five people that I could give money to. And the, the most beautiful thing about it was my husband is a physician here in, um, Cortez and on the reservation. And he had a patient come in and he said, the patient said, have you heard of this ride of the ancients thing? My husband was like, yeah, I might've heard a little bit about it. Cause I mean, let's be honest, Ben's really the title sponsor. <laughs> and um <laughs> so he looks at me and he goes I was sleeping in my car for my treatment down in Farmington at the VA I think there's a VA down there because he's a vet I was sleeping in my car and they gave me money 
and now I can have a hotel room after my chemo. And I'm like, oh my God. Done. The stories like that tear you up. They're, I cried. That's insane. Oh, yeah. 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 That this man. It's all worth it. It is all worth it. Yeah. That's worth it. So I'm, I'm currently, last year I kind of, I kind of went on it alone. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get more help this year. Uh, cause I have a, a race epic, the last epic rides um, race in Arkansas the weekend before Ride of the Ancients. Ooh. And my my parents are, God bless them, they're so awesome. They live here now and they're helping me out. Um, and then my biggest concern right now is that I'm having trouble pulling that insurance back together. So I need oh, to get the insurance and um, I've got great sponsors. Walmart has helped out. Um, Cortez Retail Enhancement Osprey has been a huge sponsor. Um, so it, it's going to happen again this year. I, it's funny that you actually brought this up because I'm kind of on the cusp of I need to do a lot of work. And I looked at Ben today and I'm like, I'm going to be just hell in a Troy. I'm going to get it done, you know, yeah. but I'm also going to learn to ask for help, awesome. I think. Yeah. yeah. But it's when, a cool thing. When I'm is riding. it? When is it again? Um, so this one is October 14th. Okay. It's on a Sunday. I like it on a Sunday because there's less traffic. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it'll be I fun. Think I'll, I think it's I'll try time. it. time. I've never rode 100 miles, but I think oh, it'd be okay. You'll I'll, be fine. I'll I've never rode a road bike either, so. Oh, I'll let you borrow mine. Awesome. <laughs> oh, wait, no, I'm going to be riding it too. Because I also put it on and I ride it because it's so fun. I'll get you one. Don't worry about it. I, I think I could probably okay, round one okay, up good. somewhere. Yeah. Or even if you don't want to ride the whole 100, do 50. Let someone else do the other half. I, I, I have to. I, you have to do the whole thing. You're one of those. I like you. Yeah good man <laughs> gotta do it yeah i can't do half that's not good well the good news is that it's really supported i have aid stations and you know it's a good time it's not a race it's a ride yeah exactly I, yeah i just want to come do it because of what you're doing with it that's, oh, thanks. those things like that are worth supporting for yeah sure. yeah all the money goes to the cancer care i'm not taking a penny that's awesome like all and that's that's my goal is that if i can get enough sponsor sponsors to pay for all the cost which i did last year then all of the money that any writer puts in goes straight to the cancer care. And I think that that really helps people too when they're writing because they know like, I'm actually writing for a cause. My money's not going, not even to your own aid station food. It's going straight to the cancer care. And that is what blesses my heart when I see like the community come together and 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 actually, you know, come ride it. It's great. I had Todd Wells last year. I just, I was over the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, he does a, uh... He does really good with uh, participating in all the local stuff. Yeah, he's really pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, I just wanted to touch on one last thing. I guess I don't know. You're uh, so you kind of sound pretty. I don't like to use the word entrepreneur because I hear it too much. But oh. <laughs> you're always doing something. Yeah. And right now you have a dog. Dog, uh, your babysitting dogs? How, how, I am. I so, am. So how's this going? <laughs> so I've done on the side. So racing is expensive. Uh-huh. Um, even though I have awesome sponsors, thank you sponsors. Mentioned them already. Uh, Pearl Zumi Laser, Amy D Foundation, um, <laughs> Tyler Hamilton Training. I uh, <laughs> it still costs a lot of money, and yeah. I. I wanted to find a way to support myself. Um, and I do a little a little marketing, modeling type stuff on the side, but it's hit or miss whether I can get a gig. Um, it just wasn't enough. I don't have children. 
I love dogs. I think you've already seen this. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, um, there's something about dogs. I just love them. And we have a, a big property where I have um, an orchard. Um, and anytime I'm gone, anytime I leave for a race, I hate it when I don't know if my dogs are okay. They're like my children. And I want them to be happy and healthy. So one day I just decided, you know what? If I could provide that service to other dog owners in my community that they knew that their dogs would be loved, um, you know, treated like family and happy, healthy and exercised. Because we get up every morning, we walk our two miles, you know, we play fetch. And in the evening, we typically walk another two miles. I would be happy if I knew my dogs were treated that way. And so I just decided on a whim, I'm like, I'm going to open a dog sitting business. And I wrote up this little business plan and then found this rover.com because that's where I can get, you know, insured. Uh-huh. Um, and took it to Ben, my husband. And I was like, what do you think about this? And I was afraid he was going to be like, I don't want these extra dogs. And he looked at me and he goes, well, woman, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, sweet. <laughs> and so we started and um, I've just had so much fun with it. You know, I mean, I'm mostly home all day unless I'm training. I yeah. mean, I, you know, if I'm that, yeah. And if I'm gone for more than three hours, I call my, my sweet mom who only lives three miles away and she'll come and let him out for me and walk. And she's just like me, just super yeah. happy and, you know, energy and loves the dogs. And so <laughs> she loves so to give cool. the treats. So it, it, it really, it works out and it's been a, it's kind of been a blessing. Like I've just enjoyed it. So that's awesome. the dog sitting business. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. It keeps you busy. Yeah, it keeps me busy for sure. How cool. For sure, for sure. Um, I guess I just wanted to, I guess we'll end this. It's getting kind of long. Uh, I just want to spitball with a few, like, just fun questions. Do you ever get any weird reactions whenever you tell people that you're a professional mountain bike rider? Or not Not so much? I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people are like, what? And I always, I always preface it with, like, I'm pro-ish. I don't really make a lot of money, but I race in the pro category. And if I win a big race, then I'll make some money. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I got some sponsors, but, you know, I'm pro-ish. So I, I used to call myself a privateer, but now that I've got some sponsors, I can't really do that anymore. So yeah. I, I say pro-ish. That's so funny. I have to I, – I totally relate to you on that. Yeah. 100%. People are like, you're that pro mountain biker, right? I'm like, mm. Eh. It don't work out that way. Yeah, man. no, no. I'm not I'm not Chloe Woodruff. No. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Howard Grotz. No, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm not there. Not yet. Right? Right. Not there yet, yeah. It's TNA. True. Positive mental attitude. Yep. Um another thing I was gonna ask you is uh crashes. You had have how Ooh. I mean crashes uh, to me are always fun to talk about because I've had my memorable ones. Uh I mean... <laughs> What stands out to you? You ever had anything bad, like bad or not? Luckily, not to you. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. What, which I, one stands out to you? The biggest one that stands out to me. Oh well, there's. <laughs> oh my God, there's three. So I, I broke my wrist, um, falling off of my bike, dismounting. I had been only riding for about five months, and I and I'm like, ooh, this looks pretty technical, Ashley. You might want to get off and walk. And as I'm like getting off the bike, I just kind of like fall down the cliff, break my wrist. Okay, so that was number one. Had to put a plate in it. The plate was really prominent from the bone. And I decided on a whim, like two weeks before, after doing a 10-hour fat bike race in Silverton, um, doing 24 Hours of Old Pueblo, my first ever 24-hour solo race I had been riding about a year. 
had a plate in my wrist. This guy, as I'm riding it, takes me out. The plate severs the flexor tendon of my thumb. So then I had no working thumb for the rest of the ride. I still ended up getting on the podium with fourth place. It was awesome. How, how long after your, your, this was it? Your 24 hours after your broken thumb? So the I put the plate was in there. Let's see, it was in there in May, and then I didn't get to ride for a few months. March, April. It was in February. Was twenty four hours. So a couple of months after the the broken wrist, and then the guy that took me out, my thumb got caught. So then it literally tore the flexor tendon. Like I had no working thumb. It was really weird. Um, and then I ended up having to do this photo shoot for specialized like the next day so I get on a plane and I'm like you know I don't I get there and I'm like you know I've got this huge crash like this huge scar on my on my legs and arms and they're like oh we're just gonna photoshop that out um and I had no working thumb it was great they're like are you okay to be here yeah 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 and actually I think they were like oh it looks you look real of course it was a road catalog but that's okay um and then the last one was also at 24 hours of old Pueblo. you know I was in the lead by 30 minutes to win it this was last year not this past year but last year and this guy ends up crashing into me and I broke two ribs. I get back on the bike and I ride another hour, another hundred miles and get an hour in the lead until I get to the point where I go to see my husband who is my amazing pit man and I fall down and I can't get back up. And he's like, that's it. You're going to the medical tent. I go to the medical tent and they're like, uh, you know, you broke some ribs. And I'm like, I know, but I gotta get back on the bike. I'm winning. They're like, no, you could puncture a lung. So those are my three big wrecks, and uh, through through any of those, do you ever yeah. think about? Probably not. Obviously, you don't ever. I mean, how do you deal with the depression? You. Oh. I'm, I'm oh, assuming. Good, good question. I'm I'm assuming that you're naturally a very positive person, or yeah. maybe you're not. Maybe maybe no, yeah. maybe you're just um, you deal with depression or whatever. Good. You seem like a very joyful person. You yeah. seem very grateful. I, I mean, you know, yeah. and so gratitude conquers a lot of stuff in our lives. It if does. you're grateful for, for everything you have and you seem like you're that person. But, you know, I, I've been injured and I feel like a very positive person. But do you do you do you fall in them pits of like I depression? do for a little bit. Mm. Um, I'm a Christian for one thing. That's very cool. That's where I. I find a lot of my joy and and I don't always advertise that on, you know, blogs and whatnot, but I think it probably comes through. Um, but I go through those little down periods when I can't ride my bike and I'm kind of quite the pill. Actually, my poor husband, he does very well with it. But then I think that this is just a blessing in the way that my psychology might, you know, well, I don't know what my brain or whatever as then, like, I remember when I broke my wrist, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to run again, you know? And then I'm, I ran Imogene Pass Run. That was fun. Um, and anytime I get injured, there's always, I don't know, there's, it's almost like I'm, I'm, how do I say this without, sometimes I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm thankful for wrecking and hurting myself because that's not really quite true. However, when you take away something that you love so much, you're so thankful for when it comes back into your life. 
so there's that, but there's also, there's so many good things in this world besides biking. I'm obviously a huge enthusiast, but there's so much to this world that's good. And it, it's a time for me to sit, to reflect and to realize like, okay, this isn't the only thing that's going on in the world. And there's so many people that don't know anything about biking or whatever, and they're happy and healthy. And I don't know, it's just a, you can always, you know, you can always spin it in a positive light, I suppose. Um, Although, let me just be honest that whenever I did break my wrist, I was on my treadmill reading a novel, two novels a week while walking. So let me just throw that out there. Like the energy levels, super high. The brain's working. I just couldn't, I don't stop. You know, God heaven forbid, if I break an ankle, then I'm probably going to be like, you know, on that hand pedal cycle or whatever for like five hours a day or something yeah, crazy. Exactly. Okay. All right. So maybe there is a little bit of a, a craziness there. It's okay. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Psychopath, but, uh, and so these days you're pretty much just uh, full-time training, huh? I mean, besides yeah, your, your... you know, yeah, pretty much. I, um, ride of the ancients, you know, is that, and then the dog sitting, um, if I can get any gigs, I'll get, you know, modeling, whatever gigs and then training. But you have a solid regimen, right? Where you work on. Uh, I do. I is do. Is it all endurance stuff or do you do sprinting and all the stuff? Yeah, all, all of it. So, so I actually have, um, coaches, um, okay. a guy named Jim Capra and Tyler Hamilton are the people who are working with me and they, they give me, um, you know, workouts to do based on yeah. power and that nice. kind of stuff. And then the afternoons, a lot of times I'll give myself skills. So I'll work on my wheelies or track stands or, um, you know, try to drop the stairs, I, whatever, you know, yeah. ride the skinny, whatever it can, whatever I can do. Um, yeah. How crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Gung ho. Well, I think that's uh, we'll wrap it up, and that was fun. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I'm a talker. Sorry if it's a little long. No, it's great. <laughs> that's like, no, it's perfect. I, the, like I was telling you before this, man. The main reason is I just want to. Uh, the main reason for doing these is I just want to show people all the great, the great talent we have and the great personalities we have and. Encourage yeah. people to get on bikes. Seriously, yeah, and and, and I think that's the point. And uh, you're definitely doing a good job. Cool, thanks. <laughs> and and you make really good enchiladas. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> vegetarian. It was, they were free. good. <laughs> I was surprised. I was, I was, I was. Uh, <laughs> they were awesome. Oh, really good. Thanks. So thanks. Thank you. <laughs> but with that, we'll wrap it up and uh, wish you the best of luck and everything. Yeah, and right, all your thanks. racing and. Anywhere, uh, how can people follow you or is there anything you want people to find you or? Yeah, either, you know, Instagram, I'm Ash Carlock or, um, look up the Amy D foundation. Even, um, my blog is connected to there, but whether you read my blog or not, doesn't really matter to me, but they have, um, if women, if you're a girl out there and you, you're interested in getting into biking, definitely look up the Amy D foundation and kind of the stuff that they do. If you have little girls, um, there's little Bella program. Um, there's a couple, I think they're in Denver, so they're a little far away from us. I wish we had some closer, but, um, yeah, get those kids out on bikes. I think that's awesome. I love, yeah, I love mentoring kids. So 
Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and follow you on Strava. Oh yeah, follow me on Strava. Yeah, you can. I think that's where I very first that ever started, probably. ever like seen you is yeah. on Strava because okay. I, I love Strava. It's like yeah. my favorite. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I started following you on Strava when you might have been pretty new to biking. Yeah, I probably was. Because yeah. as I look now, you, I could see the evolution for of sure. Ashley Carlock. I'm yeah, like, for sure. Okay, when I first started following her on Strava, she wasn't like this crazy... <laughs> doing all this crazy stuff yeah yeah i have a love-hate relationship with strava like yeah i don't really care about the queen of the mountains or whatever i say that but then when someone takes mine i'm like "Ooh, i'm gonna have to go get that back and the other day i got one ahead of all the men and i was like i wanted to put it on facebook and i went no ashley it's really not that big of a deal (laughs) that is a big deal that's awesome man i would have uh um I actually got a funny story. The first time I actually ever met you in person, I don't know if you remember, but it was at the little gas station in Rico, Colorado. Yes, I do remember that. And, and uh, I remember you had to pee really bad. And you were you were like, okay. You know, I stay go. hydrated. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you had to run the restroom, but I talked to Ben for a little bit. But I, I do remember when I talked to you briefly. You were so excited about going and riding like 90 miles. You're like, I'm about to go ride 90 miles through the mountains and it's going to be crazy. And I, yeah. and I... I didn't make it last time, but I think I'm gonna make it this time. And I'm, I'm just going, dude. This chick is great. Like, I'm gonna go ride a lift for free all day and ride downhill all day. And she's stoked to go. I don't know what she's so excited about, but I'm not excited about that. I ended up doing like up calico, and I was doing it alone. And I came across these guys on motorcycles, and I was like way the heck up there. And all these men, they look at me and they go what are you doing up here? And I'm on my, you know, at that point, like titanium hardtail, 29 plus bike or something crazy. And um, I was just smiling. Like, I just love this. And I ended up having to cut that ride short because I got a sidewall tear in my tire. And all I had was those plugs. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking yep. about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And so I stick a plug in there in the sidewall. I'm like, ooh, I hope this works. But thanks. I had some good, you know, I had stands in there. Go stands. <laughs> um, they are sponsored, but I really, like, I really believe in them. Whether they're good they stuff. sponsored or not. I like their race on it. It's good. Dude, yeah, so. they're, they're, they're. It's heavy, good. but it's good. It's good. And their, their, their wheels are really good. Anyway. Yeah, their wheels so, are good. I ended up, like, somehow making it down the mountain with this, like, crappy plug sidewall tear and stands and i remember like i make it down to rico and i'm calling ben you know hey i uh you know but anyway i, I made it i made it it was, yeah. it was a learning experience that always stands out to me because uh, i'm definitely not an endurance guy maybe someday <laughs> i'll always tell my wife after enduro because i'm gonna race enduro till i'm like 35 maybe nice. um you can and then than that. maybe I, it's dead. The, the crashes in that are that's well true. that's true that's true maybe, maybe not maybe not There's i've had some it i've had some hard ones where i didn't get hurt i've had some sissy uh-huh. ones where i got seriously hurt so it's like i don't know but anyway uh-huh. i told my wife maybe after i'm like 35 i'll get into some some of the, like the whiskey off road the the off road yes. series and get me a, a proper because yes. I, like i was telling you earlier i've never rode a cross-country bike I, all i've ever that. rode is an enduro bike and so i'm like Oof. i'm like i wonder what it'll be like with the steep head tube angle and a 29 inch wheels and mm-hmm. super light mm-hmm. <laughs> super fun <laughs> sounds fun super fun and if you have the enduro skills you'll be surprised 
how well you will perform at those XC. Now, there's a lot of climb in the all of the epic rides. There's just it's like oh, yeah. 50 miles and 6,000 feet of climbing, you know. <laughs> but but when the descents are there, oh man, they're fun and they really they man they do they put they know how to put on races. I'll tell you that you should do it. Yeah, maybe even in my enduro career, I'm about to put in some cross training. Yes, it sounds pretty fun. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, we'll wrap this up. Thanks, Thanks, everyone, for listening to us. Thank you, Ashley, for joining me. That's awesome. And uh, we'll catch up later on down the road. Maybe we'll do this again. We'll see. I love it. After Mm -hmm. the Colorado Trail Race, let's see how I am. Oh, yeah. Stoked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Sandstone Cycles podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, if you want to help support this podcast, go visit uh, the folks over at PNW Components. So pnwcomponents.com, enter code DROPPER15 at checkout, and that'll give you 15% off all their dropper posts. They also got stems and a bunch of random little components. Awesome company, cool people, so check that out. Also, if you got any questions, concerns, anything, uh, hit us up, sandstonecycles at gmail.com or anywhere across social media. We would like to hear your feedback. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye.